On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. G'day everyone and welcome to the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on a Wednesday night and uh, thanks to Finey. Uh, you can catch Finey again tomorrow night from 7pm. Vinny Venezuela, you're here as well. I am indeed. Good evening, yes. uh, Rodrigo. Good evening, listeners. Good to see you, Vinny. Uh, Warren, you're in You're in the house as well. Um, yeah, yep. Yeah. I know it's your pleasure to have me back. I wasn't yes. available last week because no, no. of... Um, Sickness, illness, yes, no, and we, lack of motivation. We went through that and said you did the right thing. <laughs> yeah, last no, week. I did. I put my priorities where they probably should be most well, of the time. But actually, no, it's a pleasure to be back. And even though this will be a bit of a break, I think we're going on a six-week trial separation, <laughs> Carlos and myself, which is, can I say, really, really needed. Personally, well, Vinny and I are the children, and yeah, uh, that's it. What are you going to do with us? Well, but, uh, I'll see you on weekends. <laughs> right, fair enough. <laughs> but um, Liverpool, it's been a big week for Liverpool and I'm secretly excited about next week. Yeah, we'll get to Mike McGrath a little bit later on. Uh, Carlos Alberto Diego, you're in the house as well. Yes, I am in the house and uh, Warren said it was illness. Warren says it was uh, lack of motivation, but I can uh, verify that uh, he wasn't on last week due to lack of radio craft. (laughs) (laughs) I was internally suspended. (laughs) I've got to say though, he didn't do bad weather at all. No. Um, and the, the, the distractions that you were putting in place <laughs> during the weather, that's as unprofessional as I've seen you, Rodrigo, in the 20-odd years you've been well, doing it's, this. It's because, as you've mentioned, uh, we are going on a bit of a break after tonight's show for so about six weeks. So it's a free-for-all, is it? So No, no, not at all. Well, it normally is for you. Yes. But uh, no, it was, wasn't a free-for-all. It uh, was just a bit of fun there, yeah, Warren. Was, but uh, you handled yourself extremely you. professionally. In fact, it was a test. Hmm. Thank you. And you've passed it. Hmm. You're Do you think when we weeks. come back off for the six-week break, there's a chance I might host? No. We've got a big show for you tonight. As I said, we're going to catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on. We've got the uh, Q&A. Vinny Venezuela is going to talk about uh, some stuff happening in Europe, of course. Um, but, uh, Carlos, the hot topic tonight, uh, yeah, it's which a simple one. put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> it's a simple one. Actually, we're working it out through just sign language, me and you, while Warren was reading the weather. Yes. Uh, the highlight of this season. Give us our last, this is our last show for a while. And uh, we're, we're cock-a-hoop. With the season, aren't <laughs> nice we? One, nice one, Carla. Cock-a-hoop with the season. So it's a cock-a-hoop hotline. <laughs> oh, there you go. 942-9-1116. Or text us on 0433-98-1116. The highlight of your season, it doesn't matter whether it's A-League. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a Maltese M-League. <laughs> doesn't matter whether it's the EPL. Just tell us what is your highlight. Do, do we have to uh, maybe give our own little course, now? Carlos, a bit we of a will, taster? We'll do that in, in a moment. Okay, um, all right. Okay, let's get into the Q&A. It's... Uh, Nine past eleven. All right, it is the uh, it is time for the Q and A, and um, yes, it's going to be very very interesting. So before we get on to the reflections of the A League season, Carlos, mm. um, let's talk. About, I want to talk about the Socceroo squad right yes. off the top tonight yep. because uh, Ange Postecoglou today named a Socceroo squad uh, for the for the Caltex 
Socceroos, there, yeah. a bit of a plug for Celtics, who take on England on the 27th of May at the Stadium of Light. Uh, looking forward to that. But uh, interesting squad. There's a, well, he was kind of forced to pick a younger squad than probably he would have against England. But uh, your initial thoughts on this squad? Look, I, I like any squad that Ange Postacoglu picks these days. Uh, the way he spins it and the fact that we're missing, you know, some you know, top line first 11 and first team sort of squad members because uh, it's not a FIFA window. So therefore, you know, clubs don't have to release their players. So we suffer a little bit with that. But uh, every opportunity now for some kids who are who are playing around uh, in and around the traps, uh, uh, you know, in the A-League and also overseas. I love the fact that someone like uh, uh, Brad Inman yep. uh, from Crew Alexander, who has represented Scotland in the junior ranks, and Australia's just picked him up. I know it's League One, but he scores goals. He's an attacking midfielder who scores goals, and that's exciting. And uh, Milos uh, uh, Dejanek, he's playing in Germany at the moment in uh, Bundesliga 2, who uh, at 22 years old is playing some really good football there. And Ange Postacoglu loves him. And uh, again, adding to a a lot more depth. And there's a Craig Goodwin, obviously. And uh, Stefan Mork, what a rise. Now, I want to ask Warren about how he feels about Melbourne City just swapping Stefan Mork. As a a young man halfway through the season, now he's gone not only from a a first-team uh, player the premier. for the for Champion. the champions and premiers yep. to now a soccer playing against England at the Stadium Light. Uh, how very, do I very feel? Soon. I feel, do, I feel really happy for the lad. Yeah, but how do you how do you feel about Melbourne City's decision? Well, I think he would have probably made the soccer squad if he was still playing for Melbourne City. I mean, you have to make hard choices. He, was, he wasn't getting the game for Melbourne City, Carlos. Unlike. Your limited he wasn't coaching a, career. He, he wasn't, they were prepared to make hard choices. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't. He wasn't um, getting a regular. No, game no. For Melbourne you City could probably that say that Melbourne City, in hindsight, probably underestimated his value. That's all I want you to say. And um, good luck to the lad. He's going to play for the Socceroos, and he's going to get an opportunity that you know others would dream of having. So I wonder how many more young guys, if you're given them an opportunity and really nurtured them like Adelaide has with, uh, okay, it's their favourite son. He's from Adelaide. Mm. He's with family. Uh, I wonder how many of those boys would just jump out, out of the box like uh, like Stefan Mork did in the second half of the year. Well, like you look at uh, Kamau, who's going to Melbourne City, and he's sort of he's a young player who has, has you know, uh, replaced... Um, Mobile in, yep. in many ways at Adelaide and, and found his feet. So there's something in the Adelaide air that uh, is good for players and it can happen. And and Adelaide is very good at sort of grooming these guys and, and uh, seeing them, uh, moving them forward as players, which is mm. terrific. I saw an Adelaide ad the other day. It's the produce, Vinny. It's, it's the fantastic produce. produce. And wine. Well, they're, they're, they're actually crediting the, the Spanish influence there at the moment. Mm. Not only the Gombau influence, mm. influence, but the Moore influence and, and the other assistant coaches plus the players. So... Uh, maybe that, you know, and I've got a sense that, you know, I had a chat with one Rally Rasic a few weeks ago and I was talking about some of the brilliant players that the old NSL was developing, the likes of Ocon, Zelic and these sort of guys who became world-class players. They went overseas and played in the top leagues uh, and became a good, a very, very good player in those leagues. And uh, I said to him, you know, what's the difference between then and now? And he goes, at that time, some of the players who were the foreigners coming in to play NSL, and even before that, in the old state leagues, were the sort of players that these young guys just modelled themselves on. They were world-class, these players that came over. And I think we're getting some of that now with the likes of Karuska 
and the likes of um, you know Fauna Rowley now, we're going to get a, a, a generation of young kids who are going to either be playing with these guys or watching them and uh, and developing their football around that, which is really exciting for our competition. There is no doubt that the quality of the A-League is getting better. And Adelaide's technical prowess and precision is certainly one of the things that I reckon uh, was noticeable from, from day one, even though they weren't winning. Uh, but they just they got better and their touch on the ball is is really good I think and it's impressive and I think it happens because of what mm. you say Carlos absolutely I think I think Mork's a f- wonderful story and I, and I think uh, if he gets will, a will game he start? Do you think well, he will if start? he gets a game that, I mean, that's it. doesn't usually start the the no, debutants no. straight away and he made a point he made yeah. a point of saying well they're in the squad at yeah. the moment so so no look it'd be good for him to be in and around that squad. Um, but I think Jamie McLaren uh, will get a game. I think. Uh, I don't know if he'll start though, because again, he's another guy coming in like a Stefan Mork. But Tommy Urich is probably the only recognised striker we've got. Nathan Burns is not playing. Leckie's not playing. Uh, Tim Cale looks like he won't be making the trip. No, so, he's not. yeah. So, uh, by the way, and just to clarify, this is a squad just for just, the England yep. game. There's going to be another squad announced next week, I believe, for the Greece games. Yep. You know when a um, long time ago when Carlos used to do some preparation and homework for the show and he used to send through the Aussies abroad list? He, he did today. You know, yeah, but, they always do. You just you, don't read it. You know that sense of when you used to look at that list, you were surprised by the number of Australians playing overseas and in sometimes the obscure places and leagues they were playing. Yep. Well, Ange Postacoglu, I think, gets you know, the Diego's preparation every week and he picks the squad <laughs> from that Aussies abroad list because... Suddenly, when under previous coaches, there were only really about 16 guys that were ever considered for selection, that he will pluck guys. Number one, you've never heard of them. Yeah, but the thing is with Ange, though, you've got to remember a lot of these guys played in his under-17, Joey's side, these young Socceroos. So he's tracked them. The the teams that, that he coached that didn't go so well... That he got sacked over. Yes. And he got, yeah, of course, Craig Fosterized. Yeah, 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 the old you know, Craig Foster, you know, uh, moments that, that I, I cringe at whenever I think about it. But uh, but those guys have gone on now and forged careers elsewhere. And Ange obviously knows these guys. These guys, I mean, uh, even Gianu is a guy that played under Ange. And uh, in, in instead of playing for Greece, he decided to play for Australia. So we've got to, like um, Eddie Thompson, we've got to credit him. For or Frank Farina got to credit him for Tim Cale because Tim Cale, if he didn't fight the good fight for Tim Cale, Tim Cale still be playing for Samoa, you know. Yeah. And then there's also Harry Kuehl who was being pursued by England, England. And Eddie Thompson worked very hard to lock in at Harry Kuehl. We've got to give these guys credit for getting these guys in. Now, you know, Ange's blood just recently, Brad Smith, he's uh, got uh, this Brad Immen. Uh, these other young boys coming through, and you've got to—I mean, under Osiek, there was never going. This was never going to happen. Well, Josh Risden uh, gets, yeah, another, Risden, gets another. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these guys. If there's a plan to it too. He brings them in, lets them train, and then he usually plays them the next game. He doesn't mm. bring them in straight away, except for Gianni, who he had the cap straight away. Otherwise, Greece would have come yep. back. So, I just—I just love the way we're going about. It. There's a nice feel about the pick of the squad. There's—I'm never ever feeling that no one's deserved to be there. That's the other thing. They all deserve to be in that squad, who, whoever gets picked. And when he has the 50 players on, on, on the eve of a World Cup you know, qualifier, suddenly there's some real competition. He gets them all hungry too. And, and look, it, it, it's genius too because you're playing against England and everyone's going to be up for that game. It's like a derby mm. game. You could you could be at the bottom of the ladder, but if, if it's a derby game, you're going to lift and, and make trouble. So 
So the young blood, the, the young Colts, as yeah. you'd say, Carlos, they're going to be up for it because it's shop window football opportunities as well, and they're going to go hard. Mm. And just that 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 rivalry be- between the two nations is is always good sport. Yeah, what a, what a couple couple of great weeks for Craig Goodwin too. Um, yeah, wins a premiership and championship with Adelaide United, gets uh, recruited. Um, he's off to Sparta, Rotterdam, yeah. in the Netherlands, and now he's um, getting his uh, third cap for the. You know, I, I was watching him play earlier in the season, and I. Didn't say it out loud because I thought I'd get ridiculed, which is you know, which is me well, probably say, say it now anyway. You'll me, probably me, still get ridiculed. Yeah, me getting old. But but since I was thinking this, I've had actually heard people talk about this, so I feel much more comfortable. Oh, so you're going to claim the originality of no, the thought? No, I'm just saying to you is I was actually I don't know why maybe you know it just seemed outrageous at the time I when think I was you thinking. Say it now, Carlos. When I was, I'll say it. <laughs> don't beat uh, around the bush. Because other people have been saying it. Um, Craig Goodwin could don't, become. Don't make this go on forever, Carlos. Just yeah, say Craig it. Goodwin could become <laughs> Australia's very own Gareth Bale. Ooh, the Ooh. way he runs, it looks a bit like the him. way Who else said the way that? he moves. No, I just heard it around the traps after I was thinking it. Oh, well. so I, but they had the guts to say it. I didn't have the guts to say it. But I'm quite comfortable saying that now because you get him in the right league. Uh, get some real um, great professional experience and training and confidence about him. He could, he has the very, very, you know, there's no way he's going to be a, a $90 million plus transfer, but he has the ingredients to be our version of Gareth Bale going forward, I reckon. Another Novacastrian product. Mm, good player. Who, Gareth Bale? No, no. no. <laughs> Australia's equivalent. Yes. There you go. So looking forward to this game against uh, England on the 27th of May. Can we just pop, while we're talking about that game, yeah, sure, just very sure. quickly, Tommy Rogic, Carlos. It's going to be, I know you love it. Tommy Rogic. <laughs> but it'll be good to, given that uh, he's just tasted real cup glory mm. with um, with uh, Celtic winning over there in Scotland, him being on, on English soil. Because let's let's face it, V-Bomber went from uh, Celtic to uh to England, to Leeds, yeah, uh, but the is the, it time the, for Tommy? Well, our second point of the Q and A tonight, Rodgers, you want to throw it, it out no, there? Please do. You do. You the, go for the, it. The, the more the very very news off the press. If I had paper, <laughs> news off the press is that Arsenal has been can't sniffing. Quite do that been, with an iPad, can been, you? <laughs> no, you can't do it with an iPad. <laughs> sniffing uh, around. Yes, apparently they've been uh, scouting him for about the last twelve months. And uh, he's had a pretty good year. And his second top goal scorer at Celtic, he has another year of his contract. Celtic might want to cash in on him right now because obviously if he lets it wind down, it'll be a free transfer. And Arsene Wenger likes him. Now, the question I ask you is, if he gets to play for uh, Arsenal and plays regularly, would he be close to our greatest ever player? (laughs) If he plays regularly? Yeah, for Arsenal. I know, in an Arsenal team. Would he? Would I mean, as far as well, he's got to play uh, though, hasn't he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if right. he plays regularly mm-hmm. at Arsenal, would that be because he's at a top team in the EPL? Is that a game, why? Yeah, getting a like game like Craig Johnson in a, in a technically proficient team. Uh, they've been the top four for the last 15 years or whatever, well, 16 years. Arsenal never get out of the um, never get out of the qualifying stage of the Champions League. And to my knowledge, Harry Kuehl and Mark Viduka played in the semi-final I'm of the Champions saying, League. I'm, I'm just saying to you. So, uh, he's, he's, how close he w- would he be? Oh, he'd be in, getting there it, no, to, to a Harry Kuehl, yep. Mark Viduka, Leeds. I understand played Champions League semi-finals mm. and so forth. But how close is someone like a Tommy Rogic if he gets picked up by Arsenal? If he gets a regular game time? Yeah, that, I think that'd be right. But I will just say this because 
I'll um I'll match your Tommy Rogic with my Aaron Moy, and just very quietly, once Aaron Moy showcases his sublime skills at the stadium, I like I reckon he'll be sharing the midfield at Barcelona with Lionel Messi. <laughs> <laughs> just very quietly, we've already got. I mean, it where's the... he? Is there any sense of where Aaron Moy is uh, going? The, the, apparently, Belgium is the stepping stone. That, uh, that they're all talking about, but he could end up in Holland. Look, he, he's able to. He would be able to play uh, the type of football. I'm not saying he would be getting regular game time, but the type of football in anywhere: Italy, Belgium, mm. Holland, Germany, or England. He's, he yeah. could play. I'd in love him in Italy. He'd yeah. be great in Italy. But it would be interesting because what he has up his sleeve here too, also, is the fact that he's a City Group player. So he may end up. At, New York FC. He may up, uh, end up at Yokohama in uh, in Japan. Or they'll so, just loan him to Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> they can loan him to Mariners too. So, um, look, it's amazing that uh, that machine is of the city group could find could find a club for him anyway. Just some interesting text messages here. Did I hear Goodwin and Bale in the same sentence? I know. Midweek drunk, lots of laughed. To that's what laugh. I'm not the only and, one who said that. There's that's... other people who have said that. But to S- that SMSer, if you actually are questioning why we're going on a break, <laughs> <laughs> it's not drunk; it's fatigue. Yeah, that's but, right. But uh, just Brad Smith, for example, he's on the cusp of glory. He's a star. He's on the cusp of, of greatness. If yep. he keeps playing yes. at Liverpool and True. they keep winning things, True. and he plays regularly. True. True, and he has the capability not to be a full back, but as a player, who an can attacking, play a up wing the back, yeah. attacking midfielder, great yep. crosser of the ball, fantastic yes. crosser of the ball. Plus, okay, so we're looking forward to the England game on the twenty seventh of May at the Stadium Light in Sunderland, great stadium. So, and then of course the uh, the Greek uh, side will be picked uh, probably next week. I think um, next week, yeah. Yeah, so the hot topic tonight was, um, what's your highlight of the season so far? We it doesn't have to be in the A-League. Have we given ours? Yeah, No, not yet, but no. on 0433981116, just go off the um, off the text message here. Highlight by far was witnessing both Moy and Fornaroli live in action, week in, week out. What a pleasure, especially some of the mesmerising skill and flair that Bruno delivered. Yep. Here you go, it's uh, well written. It was a blast to see Adelaide win the A-League, considering how they started. Also, Atletico Madrid uh, make the Champions League final. Who I want to beat uh, with who I want to beat uh, Real Madrid. That's Dean in Crib Point, and uh, my highlight is Brendan Rodgers getting sacked and hiring the normal one next season. <laughs> my highlight will be to see a world class goalkeeper instead of a garbage bin. Go Liverpool, Daniel from Thomastown. Yeah, yeah. I, look, for what it's worth, I think one of my Fornaroli was my domestic highlight for the season. No doubt. I don't think I've ever seen a player. In, of the quality of him play so well consistently for a whole season. So that's probably my domestic highlight. Look, parochially, I think Liverpool have stumbled. And I think in many ways they stumbled upon Jurgen Klopp, who is going to bring them success in the short term by winning the Europa next next week. But I think they'll, they'll go on to be able to compete for the Premier League within the next couple of years. That's a statement. And my personal highlight, for what it's worth, I think I delivered the best top topic of the year. <laughs> oh, no, you did. With regards to... I bet you don't remember. That's a, actually, fragrant, a fragrance for a player. That's actually my overall <laughs> highlight. So that was my personal highlight. Biddy, what about you? Look, you um, I think the year has shown us that uh, when a gaffer takes on a beautiful physio... <laughs> it's going to end badly for the gaffer, said gaffer. And so I guess the Mourinho Eva, you know, falling out yep. and just snowballing domino effect is, is, is one of the memorable moments for me in terms of the EPL. And Vinny, uh, it's set to be more memorable. I've heard some stories which I cannot 
repeat. I cannot because we don't have uh, the liability insurance (laughs) that we need. But I'm telling you, there is an explosive story that's being hung onto by big, big journos over there in the UK, just ready to unleash. And but I can't say more. I can't say more. Even We're though all, all my assets are people in my have wife's stopped name. on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even though I have no assets, uh, I'm telling you, um, it's just a matter of time. So it's such a big story that's been verified by a number of people that I know over there uh, that uh, it is. It is. A, it's almost a movie. Oh, there you go. I'll tell you off air, boys. But uh, <laughs> good, good. there you go. Yeah. Can I just say, um, my, my A League highlights were the the two semifinals. I just right. thought they were just riveting football. Yeah, uh, no, no, I was yeah. just going to say, for, for me, and it, it was the grand final. Mm. I watched that grand final in the comfort of my own home and just seeing, you know, the sea of red and the feel-good uh, atmosphere before that game. I don't know if, what, what went on outside the stadium, of course, yeah. but uh, I just thought it was a fantastic finale to a season that, you know, had so many highlights. Like, Fauna Rowley was probably the, the player of, yeah. of the year for me, but... Um, just the grand final, just did the heart proud to see, you know, over 50,000 people, Adelaide Oval. I was really happy that Adelaide won the premiership this year and, and the championship. I thought they deserved it. So, um, no, that that was that's definitely my highlight of the season. Yeah. Can I just add one, one other one? Even though I go for victory, Moy's ball in the first derby to, that he just switched the play and pinpoint accurate pass to mm. whoever it oh, was. Yeah. Yeah, was. Was it that Mork. one with the outside was, of his No, foot? I think it was Melling... No, no, Mork scored. Mork scored. Mork, yeah. That that ball was just one of the the, yeah. the crosses of the year. Yeah, it's those moments that Bruno Fornaroli delivered every week, usually against two or three defenders who were mesmerised, and him scoring uh, just world class goals. He, he was scoring, and uh, the last was, derby goal, the victory goal, yeah, when he oh, did that sort of what well, do they call it, the reverse nutmeg type thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just, it just his his ability just to thrill. Those moments were fantastic, and I've got to say. Uh, the measure of our league is the quality of or the, the contests that the derbies give us. I can't remember a bad derby between Sydney and uh, and West Western Sydney. Sydney or Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City. They're always great games. So mm. we've got six fantastic games there. And then you add the Melbourne Sydney games. All the big games just delivered. Just delivered. And that's, I know we had our moments with crowd issues and stuff this year, but the games themselves, those big games, never let us down. Yeah. And, and just Adelaide. On Adelaide, mm. the fact that they were last, yeah, stone cold motherless last, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, at the end of November, mm. then to win both the, you know, the um, the premiership and the championship was but just people talk about that, but also you know, Brucey Jitte, yeah, he was in you know, this enormous goal drought. Suddenly yeah. he started scoring yeah. and couldn't stop yeah. scoring. That, that's that's so amazing. there were just great moments through the whole uh, season. Carlos, just uh, now you're talking. Brad Smith has loads of potential, a la Bale. Um, and, uh, mm, and before we go on. to a break, happy holiday, lads. Remember when you were on every night? Seems so long ago now. <laughs> we're still Ole. recovering, yeah. Yeah, we were a, an everyday uh, radio show. And um, yeah, probably... Um, Caused a bit of friction over time. Yeah, that's maybe the big news you're going to break. We're going to come back every <laughs> night. No. Anyway, let's take a break. Now, that's not true. Yeah. And come back with more of your text messages, more of this discussion on the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Football compels us primarily with its explosive choreography. Its terse blend of skill pirouetting on a field mined with danger. It's a game of action. They must be seen to be enjoyed. Geez, I love this game. 
This is the Four Diego's. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday night. Uh, it's our last show for a little while, about six weeks, but we'll be back uh, refreshed after that. And uh, If back at all, around. Rodrigo, that's no, all be, I'm saying. Oh, no, back. maybe not. You'll be back. We'll be talking about the meat market, what's, been going, what's going on there. <laughs> Hopefully we'll, there'll be a, a Actually, new television yeah, no. deal. Um, who knows? Oh, a bit early. Well, no, a bit they're early. still negotiating. Do you think there'll be a big oh, no, come no, our reckon, way? Are we talking about that, are we, Rodders? The, or? When? No, I mean, they're talking about unpackaging... Yeah, yeah, no, the that, that's true. in the A League. Will there be a bit coming our way if there's a big TV rights deal? <laughs> I, I, it's scary the fact that they're not selling, apparently from the, all reports, and what's been uh, intimated by Stephen Lowy, they're not selling the Socceroo rights and the A League rights together. Yeah, that's a worry. Well, it's because, uh, yeah. So why yeah. is it a worry? He owns the biggest. He owns the biggest. Why would he be doing a deal that's not? Financially, I don't, advantageous. Th- I don't think they've got a choice because I think they want the Socceroos on the biggest stage, and everyone wants the Socceroos. I mean, Channel Nine, Channel Seven, Channel—they all want the Socceroos, and they only want part of the A League. They want it, don't even want the derbies. You know, when you get the Socceroos, do you get the World Cup, or is that separate again? Well, it depends. I think it depends on the World Sport Group or the, the the group that sells it out of Asia, the AFC rights. So they've got to negotiate with them. But uh, as You'd far want as the that, domestic, wouldn't you? if you wanted the if you got the Socceroos, you'd want. You want the World Cup, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, but I think SBS has still got the next World Cup too. Oh, okay. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, our listeners out there, but I believe SBS, that's something that they're continuously investing in, but don't Even. discount the fact that they might sell that on like they did with Channel 9 back in Korea, Japan, yeah, 2002. Yep, yep. We got some of the that's games That's when on you Channel made 9. your television debut, wasn't it? No, 2005. Uh, Five? Yes, it was a long-lasting... What was the show called? Ref- any given on. Sunday with some stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you parted your hair in the middle. Yeah, 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 I parted my hair in the middle. In <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't looking to subcontract that gig out to any of us, were you? No, no, that was no, all no, mine, boys. Yeah, but I took the hit later on too, just quietly. So. Anyway, so um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting uh, to see what happens there with the TV rights. But uh, yeah, it's interesting that they're looking to separate the assets, uh, Carlos. Yeah, I don't, think the... it's a, I don't think it's the FFA's decision either. I think uh, it's the potential buyers mm. who are saying, no, we want this split. It's yeah. a, it, I don't think it's a good move, but uh, but they might not well, have a choice. Well, if you're going to pay for it and you're the buyer and yeah. you um, just, just show, show us the money, basically. Yeah, that's, uh, yes, that's but if they need. don't show the games, if they don't show the games, all the games, then we lose out, don't we? I, I think they'll show all the games, Vinny, because they've got the channels now to do yeah. it. It'll be just interesting yeah. to see the platform because I, when SBS and Optus did this deal just recently with the English mm. Premier League, right, so there was some talk about... Um, oh. There was some talk about Socceroo games and um, being bundled into that with Optus. Can now, I, I can't remember the exact con- you know, context yeah, of that, but yeah. uh, but I, I, but, but I, I, the power of free to air. Just I, I read something the other day. I couldn't believe it. The grand final on Fox uh, was watched by two hundred fifty thousand odd. The grand final delayed on SBS, who aren't caring about the product as far as I'm concerned anymore. Two hundred sixty thousand. A delayed grand final. So. Even in that situation, we're getting more people watching on free-to-air on SBS than what we were getting on Fox. That wouldn't have been SBS fault. So that would have been a, a, some sort of contractual obligation that they couldn't show the grand oh, no, final. No, I'm not, no, but just generally they've reduced right. their coverage of football and really all the reports are they were trying to offload well, the yes, A-League. That, that, that's true. So that's what I'm saying, they're not, not caring like they used to. I, was, I haven't been on and I was reading when Fox came out with the deal that had the six biggest clubs games live and they were going to dedicate 
a channel to Man U TV, a channel to Liverpool TV, and well, they were getting, getting access to yeah, Manchester B, TV, yeah, Liverpool. the BN Sports yeah. channel. So there's going to be effectively five additional, you know, five or six additional channels coming out at the end of May, I think. But I was reading the backlash there's been to the Optus purchasing of the of the yeah. um, Premier League rights and the cost. I think what are they talking? Thirty to fifty dollars a month just yeah, to 13, access. Well, you've got to, what's it? Thirteen hundred a year. Well, you've got to, it's, if you if you have got the an eighty five dollar package or more, you will get access. You will get unfettered access. An Optus, I believe an Optus package. from Optus, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. You have to be an Optus customer of some sort. Now that might be you know a subscription to Fetch TV, which yep. I think is like something like fifteen bucks. Um, you might have Optus Broadband or an Optus Mobile. Yep. You would get access, but it depends on the level of your contract with Optus as to whether to what you get. Yep. Um, as part of but the. But if you're not an Optus customer, uh, customer, you're paying the full whack. Aren't well, you? Yeah, not, if you're not an Optus customer, you have to become one. Which is which is about eighty bucks a month anyway. You and have to just watch yeah, SBS. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting how this is going to work, isn't it? Because. It's clear that Fox, I don't know whether they were blindsided or whether the figures just didn't, but it's pretty clear that this shocked Fox that they didn't get the rights to the EPL again. They probably had banked that. So they've gone out and looked at different things. Now, I would say to you as a EPL fan and as, as a Liverpool lover, now that Liverpool TV is going to be 24 hours and you're going to get every Liverpool game in the Premier League on delay from, say, 3 o'clock in the morning to about lunchtime that day. So it's going to be about, you know, nine hours or so on delay. Is there incentive for me to go out and buy the Optus product so I can watch those games live? Well, do you watch... I know you watch a lot of EPL, a lot, but a lot do you watch EPL. it live or do you... No, look... I tend to watch it, unless it's a big game and it starts at 11 o'clock. Yeah. I don't. I'm not getting up at two o'clock anymore. You know, unless no. it's a huge game. But I'll watch all the replays the yeah. next day. I'll watch the I'll watch the window games in the start of the season and the end of the season. Where we've got daylight savings in our time, and we can get the the nine, ten, eleven yeah. o'clock starts. But the two a.m. start or the one a.m. start on a Sunday that's a no go zone. And in the end, I tend to tape it. If Liverpool mm. lose, I don't watch it. <laughs> if they win, if they win, I'll watch it. And that's gonna. That's going to suit me. Now, I think they said that they're going to have the the top six clubs, which means that Foxtel are going to get about 50% of the total games across a year. I wonder if that's enough for people who love the Premier League for not to go not to go to Optus because yep. it's an existing package. It could be. It's, it's just brinksmanship, really. It is. So, you know, when you're... When your family, your girls want to want a mobile phone, and I'm sure they've already got one, but um, you know maybe you can think about if you put them on Optus, then yeah. But you, you need might... the, you then need the smart TV anyway, to link it to the tap. Yeah, sorry to get off topic. No, because we did talk about mate. it last week when you weren't here, but um, oh, that's all right. We? Yeah, we did a little bit, but no, no, your your insights sorry. your insights sorry. are valuable. But no uh, because we want some more insights, <laughs> and we we're going to talk about English Premier League. So do all your, Leicester's wonderful. You know, Let's um, not downplay that. No, we won't be downplaying that because no. that is magnificent. That's that's a miracle. We'll be upplaying um, it, but but we will talk about that after the next break, and we'll we'll um we'll talk about that uh, in good time. Thanks to one of our listeners, uh, SBS has yes, on-site right. World Cup rights to Optus. Uh, yeah, there was a story. I didn't think that was confirmed, but obviously it might be. So yeah, no, uh, I, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't want to go with that because mm. I didn't really know the context yeah. of that. But um, yeah, I, I I thought that was part of the Optus deal with SBS. But now it's time for Vinny Venezuela's "Gee, I Love This Game" segment. The romance, the drama, the controversy, the emotions. It's sudden death. There's only one winner. 
Love is a many splendid thing. It's Vinny Venezuela's Gee, I Love This Game segment. Well, Vinny, the A-League's finished, and uh, but all the other leagues uh, are drawing yes. to a close, and it's pretty exciting in uh, some of them. It is exciting, and, uh, you know, Bayern Munich has just uh, bought Sanchez, who was the player last week that uh, Man U and everyone else was uh, sort of hoping to lure to their to their shores, but uh, Bayern, I think, are paying big bucks for the 18-year-old from Portugal. But that's not the news I want to talk about. I want to talk about some data here, Rodrigo. I was data? Data, because that's what everyone talks about these days, data, data, data. <laughs> anyway, um, I was on the BBC uh, website and I was just looking at the uh, La Liga top scorers and I thought this was really interesting. Luis Suarez has scored 37 goals with 16 assists this year. And how doesn't he win the... Oh, and just take it easy, Warren. Just take <laughs> a breath. Just I mean, take a breath. The Relax. It's racism. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's racial. It's against people that... And use their teeth for, to eat flesh. He okay. should be. He should have won the Ballon d'Or this that's year. Biotist. No question. And he's scoring a goal every eighty-three minutes. That's pretty good. And he's got fifty-five percent of his shots on target. CR seven, Cristiano Ronaldo, thirty-three goals and eleven assists, and he scores a goal every ninety-five minutes. And shots on target, he's got fifty-two percent shots on targets. Target. Messi. He's uh he's played for less time. He's he's played about a thousand minutes uh, less or fewer than uh, the other guys. He's got twenty six goals and sixteen assists, so he's good for an assist. And he's got sixty three percent of his shots on target, which yep. I think is pretty impressive. And and then Neymar's got twenty four goals and eleven assists, and uh, ben, Benzema's got twenty four goals and six assists. So so in terms of um just uh that that uh, Barcelona team, not only have they got Big goal scorers, but they got guys who help each other score goals, which is quite quite fascinating. But Benzema's doing a whole lot more off the field as well. Oh, <laughs> in all sorts of places. Yeah, that's right. In all so sorts how of doesn't Luis Suarez, in on statistics, on data, win the Ballon d'Or? How? I mean, in all honesty, because he didn't win what stuff. What more uh, can he do? In the previous year. Yeah, you you've been data twice it, this year. You thought Fonda Rolly would you, win. You know, oh, well, that was year a before. disgrace. Johnny Warren that was a disgrace. He might get it next year. Oh, I bet you he doesn't. I bet you <laughs> any money he doesn't. Stay calm well, about well, it. Cristiano like, Ronaldo, some say, even though he's had a brilliant year in statistics and numbers, a lot of people say he's not his best. Of course, Messi's been injured a fair bit. Yep. He may well. Neymar's had tax problems. So, <laughs> you know, so he Messi. may well be. Uh, I don't think anyone else around the world's playing as well as someone like a, a Suarez. But it's been one of those, it's almost like Leicester City winning the league. All the other teams have just not been up to it. So if Suarez wins the Blonde Door. I wonder if I wonder if character gets in. Is that part of the criteria? Character. <laughs> well, with FIFA, who knows, Carlos? Can, but, uh, cannibalism. So, is that, so, is that part so of the basically, criteria? if we're talking about character, you're allowed to be a tax evader, but you can't bite the odd player. So. How do we measure character? So there's well, another no, character test. I'm not test. saying Neymar. You can be a tax oh, evader, yeah, a convicted. Yeah, well, I'm not me, saying a legend, convicted. Messi's dad has, oh, so uh, yeah. has, has, has done the books it's, for Messi. Messi had nothing to do with it. Okay. Well, tax um, issues hurt more people than biting. Anyway. Just interesting. I think earlier yes. this year, um, I think it was after the Classico win by Real Madrid and there was that team shot and there was like a... CR7, you know, oh, showing off. Statuesque. Oli Khan, I know our listeners will probably remember this, but he said that um, at that point he'd seen more of uh, the gelled one's torso than his own wife's breast. <laughs> now, apparently the data is also telling us that CR7 is 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 uh, revealing his breasts <laughs> or his, his torso um, <laughs> every 63 minutes <laughs> and that uh, Oli Khan's wife is actually uh, revealing her torso 
also to him every 64 minutes. <laughs> so one minute after. Yeah. Where, where but do you that's get those stats from? Oh, right, okay. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that yeah. last one's a bit unconfirmed. But just very quickly, can I just uh, I just want to go over... That, that sounds like my to version one of more fantasy part of, football. A bit, same data, but uh, just different uh, league. Uh, Zlats Ibrahimovic, man who can. I love this guy. 35 goals, 13 assists. He scores a goal every 68 minutes. Uh, and he's got about 58% on target as well. So the guy's a gun. Now, unlike Cavani, who's his teammate, who's got 19 goals and only five assists. Yeah. You know so the there's one, your classic hogging And I'll be parochial. Striker. I'll be parochial here. Those statistics are just obscenely one-sided because you're talking about a French league where there's two teams in the comp. The rest wouldn't even play in English second division. And then the Spanish league where... Mid-table and lower-table teams get routinely beaten 7, 8, 9, 10 nil. Having now, said that, Levante beats Atletico Madrid on the weekend. Levante's last in the ladder. Yeah, I know, but Atletico Madrid have got bigger fish to fry at this time of the season. Oh, they've only got La Liga to win. <laughs> yeah, I know, but but what I'll say, what I, I think you know what I'm saying, and I think... No, I don't. No, you what do. are you saying? That it's well, easier to score in those countries? Uh, by far, there's no doubt... That the quality of the competition across the whole of the competition, I'm not making any comment about Germany until I watch a little bit Which when we do. get BN yeah. Sports on Foxtel. I'll be doing. I'll be. I'm not going to bother with Spain or or um or Italy or France because <laughs> one-sided, boring, predictable competitions. You know who's going to score. I'm going to go to Germany as my second league because there seems to be a bit of competition there. I know Bayern have won the last few, but <laughs> last you don't five. get. You don't get stats like that in the English Premier League because it's undoubtedly harder to score. Oh, Simple. Geez. We need to take a break, boys, because we want to talk about the English Premier League right after this on the Four Diego's 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Finish last in your league and they call you an idiot. Finish last in medical school and they call you a doctor. This has been a profound coaching moment by the Four Diego's. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Yes, uh, just in time to talk about uh, some English Premier League uh, stuff because, and unfortunately, Mike McGrath um, mm. had something come up. Big, so big press story, big story, yeah, big press so, conference. So we couldn't get Mike McGrath. So story. sorry about that. But uh, before we get onto the EPL, yep, yep, can, yeah, I yeah, res- yep. can I just actually uh, yep. read out uh, from on. at Four Diego's on Twitter? Yep. Uh, Randy sent yep. this through, uh, and he's directing this at Warren Diego. Yep. Good. Uh, how do you qualify to be on this show if you refuse to watch the world's best league? Bizarre comment. Agreed, Randy. Yep. Because he's limited. You wouldn't even know where Spain was in the Atlas, would you? <laughs> Spain think, or Italy. Do you know where Europe is? I think Randy may have fired up on the basis of uh, comments that Vinny made about Oliver Kahn's wife. But anyway. <laughs> Take it easy. I'm going to say one thing, Randy. Is it? You misinterpret what I say. Well, you said you, didn't, you just hate the, top, the Spanish league. The top teams in Spain are the best teams in the the best domestic teams in the world. No question, bar none. Absolutely right. But last time I checked, Randy, a competition is made up of a collection of teams up to twenty. Now, if you want to compare team by team by team by team by team through the English competition as compared to Spain, and you want to measure a competition on the likelihood of upsets, the quality of the bottom half teams, 
You're not even in the race. Hey, how can Spain you say that? A, how can you oh, say that? Look at that, the results anyway. every no, week. You, you, you look not, at the results. You would know. Do you only look at the results of the EPL? You don't yeah, look at the right. Spanish results. You don't know. I look at the, look Spanish, at the results. Spanish results. Routinely, <laughs> seven nils, six nils. There's never. You mentioned one upset. One upset where a bottom team beats a top team. It hardly well, ever you don't happens. Get, you don't get any of those results in Italy, but you're not comparing the EPL to Italy. The last, the last Italy's place, insignificant no. now. The last place team on the La Liga, Levante, yep. yeah. has got 32 points. The last place team in the English Premier League, Aston yes. Villa, have got 17. And why Absolutely. do you think that is? I'll tell in you why that is. League, that's because, league. That's because of the quality of the bottom teams <laughs> are so who good get, who get, that when you've got a crap team like Aston oh, Villa, please, no, they no, don't no, get any no, points. No, for profanity. Let's talk about Leicester <laughs> Sid. Let's the talk about the English. And Randy, so, come back with something. Just one other thing, We're Randy. Uh, the reason why Warren's here is that we couldn't get a temp in. <laughs> <laughs> um, just quickly, my highlight is Fornaroli Navio combination, Melbourne City's yeah. fine season. Thanks, Peter, in Cheltenham. Uh, thanks for listening throughout the season. Um, you can't go past Leicester City and Claudio Ranieri. Uh, actually made the EPL this season and turned us all into Foxes fans. So How what, inspiring was hmm. Bocelli? Pre-game, Andre, yeah, uh, yeah. singing uh, Ness and Dorma. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, just, he's done uh, that before. Oh, Reminded yeah, me still, of Luciano uh, Carlos oh, when, when he sang Ness, Ness and Dorma. But, uh, in 1990? Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you think he that was a love job, like free for Claudio because they, they you know, compatriots? Well, it's funny because I've heard all different sort of stories how he got there, whether Andrea rang up Claudio and said, I'm going to come and sing. Or Claudio said, listen, you're Dave, my mate. Vieni. Come over. Yeah, and uh, but well, I I thought I've heard this a million times. It's always you know spine tingling, but just in that stadium at that moment, the way it was done with Claudio standing right next to his mate and singing it, and yeah. Pacelli having his own uh, his own shirt, shirt with her name on the back. Wow, I it just, was awesome. The whole thing of the question it, that Carlos no, no. wanted to pose about the Premier League. Will the big clubs learn anything from Leicester? Yeah, I think I think we'll touch on that because yeah. uh, we're, she's time flying. So my answer, <laughs> yep. I actually do not think they will learn anything because what tends to happen in the off season, it becomes a you know what competition between the bigger teams as to who can sign the guy who's the most expensive player. I genuinely think that this look, it's a. It's a version of the Moneyball theory that Leicester got involved in. You know, identifying players that were undervalued, fitted a need, came in, they, whether by luck or good management, they came across a manager that just fitted with the group and with Mares and those players that were absolutely, in hindsight, completely undervalued. It was Moneyball theory. Is a club like... Chelsea, who are looking to climb from 8th or ninth to getting back in Champions League, are Arsenal, are they prepared to go a money ball theory? I doubt it. They'll end up in the normal competition for, for players. Yeah, I don't think money ball comes into it that much. But if they don't learn about what won the league for mm. Leicester and compared to what their multi-million dollar squads, why they failed, and for me... You know, if you you can have a multi-million dollar squad, but if they're not all bleeding for that shirt, uh, and there's not genuine team spirit there, you're not going to win anything. And I think Leicester had that in spades. Everyone else, except for Tottenham, I mean Tottenham finished second, but all the others really, they're, they're uh, they've just all been disgraceful. Yeah, just professional footballers who you threw together. Some weeks they were good, some weeks they were bad. It, it was at a at their whim. It, there wasn't that sense of there was uh, no drive yeah, or yeah, determination. Yeah, that sense of achievement or that sense of 
a vision that they all had together. Uh, you know, your Bayern Munich teams, for example, they not only are they great teams technically and, and physically, but they're also great team spirit involved yeah. there. I mean, Barcelona, great team spirit. I mean, you just can't have multi-million dollar players thrown together without that bond. And, uh, and Leicester showed that. If these other sides don't learn from that, they're being negligent. I think Leicester were just fearless and their self-belief and their positive mindset was just phenomenal. They never they, they never cowered in front of the big games. Mm. They, they could have sat back and not gone for the win, but they, they just were audacious from the get-go. And that's... That that's what sort of was the hallmark, and I think you've got to. I think what they've done is they they they've shown everyone else that you don't need to be a big money player to to do good stuff on that pitch if you've got a good good group around you. But already, if you read if you read stuff on the BBC website around what they're looking to get next year, they are moving into that next phase of transfers. You know the the ten to twenty million dollar. My question to you, Carlos, particularly, is. Where do they finish next season? Oh, they won't win it. They won't win it. On that note, Carlos, <laughs> um, look, it was the, it's the sports story of the year. So uh, congratulations to all you Leicester fans. Congratulations to Leicester. Um, we're going to need to take a break because we've got a little bit more of the Diegos coming up right after this. On 1116 SEN, the four Diegos. All Night Appetite coming up with Scott Cooney right after the Diegos. Um, well, that's it. That's it for uh, yeah, this year. Another let's, season. Let's take a break, boys, and um, come back in six weeks' time and uh, get ready for another big off-season and another big season of A-League and uh, everything around the world. So, hey, thanks for your company too and thanks for your listenership over the last, uh, you know, 12 months or so. So remember, Carlos. We're Puerto Rican girls. Hang out. We'll be there. there. Wherever you Sambarumba and La Bamba. We'll be there. there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls to their feet. We'll be there. Wherever gringos play football. We'll be there. We are the Fort Diego. Yeah. Yeah.